This is Alpha Geek Radio. I don't need it as much. I'm, uh, I'm going to introduce uh, everybody. Uh, first off, welcome to the Jump Kick Punch panel. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is something on my bucket list. This is ne- never something that I thought would actually happen. Uh, I literally, liter- if we ever had a panel, I literally thought it would be that freakazoid joke where there's that one insane guy in the crowd going, "You're very popular in a number of state institutions." No, we're just all the insane people are up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce everybody. Uh, uh, tall and mean. Sharp and clean. With him, there is no in between. The perpetual motion Cricks machine. Harrison Cricks. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have all this written down? Everything but tall was accurate. <laughs> You're, it's the mohawk. Right. It's the height. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a man so nice and so talented that he might as well be a mirror, mirror version of Harrison. Bill Duran of Punch Props. Yeah. Yay. He is the most JK Pleasant. Yeah. Oh, uh, Do we have a trophy for that. On the, on the end <laughs> of every as large as li- as large as life itself, the only man on Midgard worthy enough to lift Volstag's hammer. Oh, Eric <laughs> Volstag's hammer. Eric Tanner. <laughs> In the crowd because he's shy. <laughs> what? Everybody, everybody stare at this guy and watch him turn red. Yeah, watch, so watch, you can watch him turn red. It's so much fun. He's, he's prettier than you. He, he likes more things than you. Our lion-faced heartthrob, Thomas Weiser. And finally, the man who was our reluctant leader, our Leonardo. The man without which none of this would be possible except for everything Harrison and Bill has ever done. <laughs> Brandon Kramer! <laughs> Thank you. That's all the time we have for today. <laughs> yeah, so no make further sure you questions. Go to Radio. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Josh, for that sure. wonderful introduction. Oh. Uh, yeah, so before we begin, quick census, just for my own purposes. How many of you have uh, listened to Jump Kick Punch before? Yeah, okay, wow. now how many of you are here for these two uh, gentlemen right here? Yeah. <laughs> and and how many people are here because they're hoping to see me do a backflip? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we found it. our marketing platform. Uh, yeah, Survey so. your audience. It's really important. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this in the business of podcasting panel yesterday. So, so I'm gonna ignore audience. that for now. So back. Um, <laughs> so it's so a check mark. So backflips. Back Backflips all the time now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Bill, I wanted to thank you because this was your idea for us to do a panel at DragonCon in the first yes, place. In fact, it was my idea last year. It's <laughs> <laughs> been your idea for a while. You've it's always, gotten you've better always, with age. You've always been very kind and pushed us to do more than we are. We think we're capable of. Or are comfortable so. doing, apparently. Or very, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sweating bullets up here. Um, so, uh, yeah, I also wanted to, to say Zach wishes he could be here for people to listen to the show. Oh, no, he fucking doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zach, I... No, for real, Zach literally told me yesterday, he was like, yeah, Natty already got her signature, so I could come here today, but I'm just going to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is double funny, because Zach literally knows everyone at Dragon Con. 
It's yeah. amazing. He will walk you through the You may not hallways. know him, but he knows you. Yeah, he did. I, I told him we uh, were having the panel, and I told him what it was going to be. And it, I, I said, if you have any ideas for stuff to do there, uh, and right off, like, without missing a beat, he was like, well, I could walk around with, like, a cigar box and hand out hot dogs uh, <laughs> as, like, a celebratory thing. Uh, so I, I really wish he'd been able to do that, because that would have been a lot of fun for me. Uh, also, I'm hungry. <laughs> Look, just put it on the list for next year's panel. <laughs> right, yeah, which we're definitely doing, yeah. right? No, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll survey everyone, see what they really want. Backflips. Well, yeah, let's see if these people want to come back next year. <laughs> right, yeah. And if so, we'll have to dupe 50 other people into coming yeah. here. Uh, so, uh, hey, table. Um, Hi. How's hey. your con so far? Fantastic. Pretty good. Made it yeah. to the parade this year. Wasn't so lucky last year. Yeah, this is the first I've been. This is my uh, sixth Dragon Con, and the first year I've actually made it to the parade. Yeah. And uh, my parade this morning was highlighted by the uh, Red Power Ranger doing a running forward flip over my Jeep while I did a wheelie. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Were you directed by Michael Bay? What? <laughs> we, we did get it on video, so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to finding I, I have that. To, I have to ask you this. Is the only reason you are in the parade this year is because you made a vehicle? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, I, the only reason is because I made a vehicle that can do wheelies. <laughs> <laughs> and in the, with the parade, you had enough. Oh, yeah, no, it was great. It. Actually, yeah. I've, I've sanded the back bumper flat because I spent most of the parade doing this. <laughs> so it, it was a round piece of ABS, and now it's just, like, got a chalk line on it. Cause, yeah. So it was a perpetual wheelie. It was really Yeah, no, pretty much the whole time. <laughs> That's good. Style points. Yes. I, I have my little claptrap robot, and I found out that some kids really want a high-five claptrap, and some kids do not want to touch the <laughs> robot. <laughs> like, high-five, the kid's like, mm, mm, it'll eat my hands. Well, it the, wasn't a request. Yeah. <laughs> high-five the robot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you guys brought some stuff to wear this uh, this convention. Obviously, one of you is, one of you is decked out. The other is in his uh, fancy pajamas. Yes. <laughs> I'm 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 wearing the same thing that got me in trouble last year, uh, and there's more of us. So, yeah, um, I didn't. Numbers. Yeah, I didn't have much time to build anything for myself this year. Everything was commissions for other people. Is um, the vehicle. I, I, I only had time to build a jeep. <laughs> functional vehicle. Uh, a fully functional really, handmade. Power for real, that's how his mind works. Harrison works harder than any man I've ever known. I was thinking about this earlier today. If if someone came up to Harrison and was like, "That doesn't sound that hard," he should legally be allowed to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually there's one person out there who can who can say, "Come at me, bro," with terms to work ethic, and and anybody else I get really bristly at. But there's a guy named Sean Thorson, yeah. and the stuff that comes out of his workshop, he's just he's got 19 things working on all the time. They're always spitting out immediately he makes this giant you made an Ed 209 Ed 209 for Robocop like full scale oh my god I made a, and then he made a second still. one yeah. in like a week yeah. so he can pick on me for being lazy and, yeah. so, and I'll so take what, it so what returning costumes what new costumes have you brought to this thing I know that the Jeep is obviously new I know yeah my wife and I brought our joggers back, only a little more, a little damaged with the arrow, and the, this is horribly inconvenient. It's been a busy year. Most yeah. chest wounds are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my big new costume that I made this year was the sparkle dragon priest mask we wore last night. It was fun. Yeah. So yeah, my, can... my wife made a dragon priest mold for the mask from Skyrim, and we just dumped glitter in it, and then slush cast like purple resin in there. Yeah. And then they wear uh, silk boxing yeah, yeah. with yeah. 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 I don't yeah, we have pictures near that. Yeah. So we we have a lot more people in the carpet core. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got the jeep. We have uh, four ninjas. There's apparently 15 girls who are going to be wearing flight attendant uniforms coming no. out this evening. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, there's a bunch Jesus. of people I don't know who've just sent me messages saying that they found the pattern because I. 
we got the cease and desist, so I wasn't allowed to sell it anymore. So instead of selling it, I just gave it away. Um, and anybody, which is, yeah, there was this kind of Harrison's attitude. I was, I was, he was either going to give it away or set everything on fire. Yeah, well, I, I now gave nobody it, can have yeah, it. <laughs> with, with the stipulation that if I give it to you, you have to give it to two more people. Yeah. So a lot of other people have the pattern now. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out tonight because I know most people are wearing the camo this evening. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are all familiar with the the carpet thing, right? Stand up, flash yeah. your pants at everybody. <laughs> Go ahead. To dinner and a movie first. Yeah. Just that was going to happen at some point. Oh, you give it up for free. Yeah, that is the Marriott carpet for those that are unfamiliar. So next year when they change the carpet, which they are going to change the carpet yeah, out next year, we've been we'll have that. enough of us that we can all just lay down and replace it. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, skip the step where people ask you to get on the floor for photos. I get a free badge for this, right? Or scream at you to get on the floor yeah. for photos. On that the was floor! Fun. Harrison, how, much, on your back. how much have you actually been able to drive the Jeep you built? Okay, well, I didn't get to drive it the first night because I let Emily drive it, and she wouldn't get out of it. <laughs> so Emily drove it a lot the first night, and Emily really enjoyed it and was doing wheelies downstairs. and down, like, uh, wait, Okay, so downstairs, but not down the stairs. No. <laughs> Actually, no, because you just skip the whole stairs. Yeah. You go fast yeah. enough. Um, <laughs> dead. <laughs> she, she beat Luigi in a drag race, right? Yes, she did. She Actually, stomped we, him. Yeah. We, uh, we ran into a Luigi in a go-kart, and uh, we're like, yeah, let's race, let's race. And my wife had never, never actually taken it up to full throttle before. Oh, no. And she figured the best place to do that was in the atrium level of the Marriott. Um, so we're on the tile, and they're like, okay, three, two, one. And she just guns it, and the thing takes off. It'll do almost 20 miles an hour in a, in a hotel. Uh, so she's just gone. And looking behind her at Luigi, not looking where she's going, and just cackling, laughing. <laughs> So we, we, and he gave her the face, though. Right? We work really well together. <laughs> so like, you're not going to build a vehicle with power in it. Yes. When it, when it comes to bringing a vehicle into the hotel, was that more of a ask for uh, forgiveness instead of permission? Some, of somebody told us on Thursday, because yeah. we had it around Thursday, they said, when it's crowded, you might get told to put this away, and if you do, just expect it. Yeah. But I, I consider that it's not any bigger than a Dalek, like the yeah. footprint. But a and it's a hell of a lot faster. <laughs> Actually, not really, because no? Wayne's Dalek can yeah. do almost 25. I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> Just booking it down the freeway. Yeah. Well, when I was how he got here. When I was on my way to the parade this morning, I was trying to be like trying to be good and like on the sidewalk and kind of crawl my way, but it's so crowded, and I, I didn't know exactly where the parade was. So I'm kind of like honking the little tiny, I've got a little bike horn on there, it's like honka, 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 <laughs> like, and nobody's getting out of my way, so I just went, screw it, and I put it in the street, um, and I just went ripping down like Peachtree and Cortland, trying to figure <laughs> out where to go, and, you know, downtown, people aren't really going that fast, about, you know, 20 or so, so I'm out there with, like, delivery trucks and traffic, <laughs> and uh, this lady cut me off, uh, and I was like, you a turn signal! Uh, <laughs> you don't even have a turn signal! No, it was her, and I, know, I do have turn though. signals. Oh, you do? Yeah, this is oh. hand signals. Oh, true. <laughs> I have brake lights, but no. Harrison doesn't do anything halfway. <laughs> it has an airbag, it's got a stereo. No airbag, but it does have a blue, uh, beer cooler. We talk, oh, yeah. That's important. We, we talked about this yesterday. You're just someday building towards being a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, He's this is going to morph like turbo teen. His face is going to be like... <laughs> The, the goal is uh, in, in three years to have my warthog. So this, yeah. is, this is my test, getting used to getting back into welding, getting back into mobile electronics. And that. And not like a little one, like a full-scale no, full warthog. full-scale 
straight up. You'd have to warthog. build probably build a, um, a mini warthog shell to put on that well, thing. Well, yeah, that has to happen. And then you could drive the, like the big old actual warthog, and then Emily can be next to you. In a little no, bit. she's okay. We've already we 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 did <laughs> this for years in advance. Happened, yeah. of course. No, Emily is going to have a fleet admiral's uniform, yeah. and she, I'm going to be like her valet. There you go. Perfect. So I'm going to be like an ensign, and she's just going to sit there and just look snotty at people. Yeah. So married. Again, a real we, we work well together. It's a real stretch. Yeah, she's gonna have to. It's yeah, it's, it's a tough yeah. character for her to play. <laughs> so August has been really busy for you guys. Obviously, it's yes. pretty much the busiest month of the year for you every year, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, what stuff you've been making that you haven't had a chance to really talk about? I made some stuff the last couple of weeks. I didn't really get a chance to document any of it because I was going crazy. But I made a shield. Uh, my buddy Kevin's around somewhere. A Templar shield from Dragon Age. That's around here somewhere. There is also a, an Elder Scroll running around here. Which that is I made. gorgeous. I like that one a lot. That was fun. So look out for that one. Don't look at it, though. You'll go blind. <laughs> is the dick butt still on it? No, no, no. I was thinking about making it. Like, I put a blind in it so that when you pull it down, it'll stay. And then you pull on it and it goes, whoop, zips back into the thing. And I wanted to make it so that you pull down this Elder Scroll and then you keep going. And there's just obscene imagery like, <laughs> like the further you pull it down the worse it gets <laughs> well you go blind yeah. yeah right it's it's kind of like the before like way before the internet and TV it's like the, the scroll version of two girls one cup oh. like, how long can you keep pulling the scroll yeah. out before you know why am I still why <laughs> I, bought, I bought a vinyl blind from the hardware store and what it, I cut like 10 feet off of it it was meant for like a like a 20 foot tall thing I can put all kinds of horrible, horrible in things yeah. in here. Yeah, but you need you need to have a mod on it that when you let go and it goes up, it does the yeah, like a little <laughs> like spinning, spinning yeah, yeah, spinning bow tie you, noise. You and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah, most of the most of the time. If right. it's not Looney Tunes, it is not Brandon's job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Uh, Harrison, you got you've got some stuff at Pax right now, right? I do. And yeah. it is at Pax. It is at Pax. Yeah. Made it in one piece. Made oh, God. it. Um, yeah, I, I did a piece for I did two pieces for Insomniac Games uh, for their upcoming title Sunset Overdrive, and uh, I had a super tight deadline on that. I had a few other things that I wanted to do personally for DragonCon, and they sent me an email uh, August first, and they said, "Hey, can you get this done for Gamescom, which is August 9th? And I, they wanted they wanted three guns, and I said, "That's just it's, you're insane. Uh, like that's that's I'll do it. Less time than it would take to ship it there. So we we settled on packs." And I did two guns for them for PAX, this harpoon cannon and this thing called the High Fidelity, which launches records. It's a big power drill with a plank of wood, and it, it's got a, a record magazine on the side with ten albums on it. And uh, I had an, an NDA with a lot of those things, so I could post progress, but only if four people from Insomniac and seven people from Microsoft all signed off on it. So I had to turn the keys at the same time. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so whenever I did it, like, hey guys, I'm going to post this photo to Twitter, and it is going to have this stupid caption on it. Are all seven of you okay with that? And like, when I, I I put something up on Twitter or Facebook, I'm like, huh, this is kind of a dumb, funny joke. And when you're sending it out to all these marketing execs and VPs and all at Microsoft, and you're like. So this is why this is funny, and 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 people who like video games will think it's funny. You're please, please still send me money. <laughs> you're assuming that the the folks at Microsoft are totally humorless. Well, that's the thing. Like, but, I, but you're probably right. At the whole the whole time, I, I worked there. For you would know. Yeah. The whole the whole time I'm sending these, I've got this you know this idea in my mind that uh, every email I send out is is sent to just straight up Republican blue suit American flag pin red tie and they're just staring at these pictures just 
This doesn't make. So this I, doesn't I, make any you know, sense. You get you get emails back. They're like. Yes, this pleases the hive. The hive wills it. <laughs> no, I got I got the best response. So I send this email out, and uh, I, I took some time. I did a photo shoot in my studio. I got some really nice photos of everything. I edited two of them down, and that's all I had time for. And I sent them out to these guys. I'm like, hey guys, check it out. Here's the final photos. I hope you like it. And the head, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the VP of marketing at Microsoft sent me an animated gift back of SpongeBob humping the air. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, I, okay, cool, I guess, great. Is that a... That's a yes. That's a, that's a yes. Yes. I think okay. it's a yes, yes, a yes. That I mean, does not go through HR, it. I'll tell you no. that right now. These that are was, the dream makers, folks. It was great. That's how, when, I, when I actually worked at Microsoft, I had a whole folder of gifts that I would use to respond to people. <laughs> like, my favorite was, whenever there was a problem, we would call it putting out fires, and I had a picture of a guy throwing a bucket of water at an apartment yeah, fire, see, yeah. and with the caption... That should do it. <laughs> no, so whenever no. we had a problem, I'd just send that picture back. What was your position at Microsoft, Bill? I published video. He was a bottom. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, was he a power bottom, though? That's right. I didn't even work directly for Microsoft. I was a vendor. Sorry. Ed, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's accurate. That, that, that's what you say sorry for. I was, very, <laughs> I was the very top of the bot. I was a supervisor, though. So you were, oh, so you were, you were a power, power bottom. bottom. <laughs> yes. I wish that was my title instead of lead metadata tech. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the best business card to pass around yeah. the cons. I don't know. My business card says Intergalactic Arms Dealer. It's oh, pretty okay. good, too. That's what it says on LinkedIn, too. If my, I, my business card has his email on it. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder. Your, <laughs> your business card just says get fucked on it. I think at this point I it get says more. $30 Keyblades. Email. Yeah. Punish problems. <laughs> I probably get more Daft Punk emails than you now. Well, you read them. <laughs> I see the letter D in the subject title. It's just gone. It's just deleted. I just look on Instagram where he's like, hey, look at this completely different project. And everyone's like, how much for a Daft Punk helmet, sir? Yeah. And like, That's not even tertiarily related. I know. So continuing, with my dog. continuing down the track that uh, everybody's here for costuming pretty much. Uh, not just this panel, but <laughs> the convention. Um, what is the first thing you guys remember like seeing and, and thinking to yourself, I want that in the real world. I want to hold that. I want to use that. I want to, if it's a, like a, a weapon, I want to fire that. Probably a lightsaber. Yeah. I did that yeah. when I was like 16. I built one. Yeah. I went into my dad's shop and I got all like the really big washers like to make light. The lightsaber has like that sort of stepped looking thing. And uh, like now I would leave it and it would look good. Uh, then I took every washer my dad owned and I super glued it to a dowel. I was like, <laughs> I made a dowel and dad, that is, dad was like, that's like $30 in washers. And I was like, I made a lightsaber. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got into battle bots. Like I, want, I really wanted to make a battle bot when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I kind of yeah, started on this. I did the same thing. I raided my dad's yeah. like hardware and stuff and I, I I made this like sort of wedge chassis thing out of all these Lexan panels and hinges and bolts and stuff and uh, I, I cut up all of his aluminum stock and I did everything wrong. Like I took this yeah. big chunk of aluminum and I just fed it right through a wood saw <laughs> and then like I yeah, and then I I mean I was 14 and then I was grinding aluminum on a steel grinding disc which just fouls it and ruins it. So my dad came home and his whole shop is destroyed. Oh um, no. I did I did everything wrong with that, and I, I also I found this big bolt that I don't remember what I think it was actually the thing that hold, held the hitch onto the car. And I was like, I'm gonna make this into a giant spike for my robot, and I ground the end of it down in this nasty point. Um, that was also uh, the project where I lost feeling in three of my fingers because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I was 
drilling through a piece of aluminum and it, it ripped out, for, I was just holding it with my hand and the bit caught in the aluminum and it just sheared everything off the front of these three. And so everything is numb on these guys now. It's today, because, still. Probably yeah, today. Though. Not really. That's why my left thumb has tons of scars all over because I yeah. don't know where it is. Oh, it, just, it just wanders into things. <laughs> oh, hey, it's on fire. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, Tom can tell you a fun party trick when we were in Seattle. We were at the bar. There was a there was a big table um, that had a bunch of glass beads in it and fire coming up through it, right? Yeah. And I was like, hey, I could I, I can't I haven't had a few drinks. I'm like, I can't feel my fingers. I could pick these glass beads up. Ha ha ha. And I just went, and my fingers are like smoking and it's just blisters everywhere. And I went, oh shit. <laughs> so you're a professional. I just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, on, on, on the note of professionalism, uh, when, when did you... <laughs> we are not I was uh, joking last night, a whole bunch of us were having dinner together, just pe- like people from Germany and all around the world, just professionals in our field. Mm. And it was all dick and fart jokes, just constantly, <laughs> just total, totally... Yeah, just, bo- we all most of us being jerks and children. Yeah. Why, why else work for yourself? I know. <laughs> Certainly not for the hours. Wait, yeah. <laughs> That's not typical dinner conversation? Um, yeah. So, Westfield, <laughs> when did you decide to work for yourself? When did when did cosplay and prop making go from a, a, a hobby to a profession for you? Like, did, when, did, did when it, he when he did it? <laughs> when I told you, to do yeah, it, he did actually yeah. at Dragon Con three years ago. I was like, I was thinking about doing this for a living. He's like, you should you should do that. And I was like, oh oh okay. I hadn't, I hadn't thought that I could. And a year later, I was like, I did it. What now? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's as far as I got. I, was, I quit my job. I don't know what I'm doing. I was still in uh, kind of my honeymoon phase with that. Yeah. That was uh, that was three months after I'd quit my job, and I quit my job after a six and a half hour long conference call about revision 16 on a logo for a pharmaceutical meeting. Uh, And it was like four project managers and three producers and one sales guy, and I was the only designer. And it was like the standard uh, office space, kind of like, more cornflower blue and all that nonsense. And uh, I got off the phone, and uh, I I took my dog with me in my office. I walked my dog outside, I called my wife, and I'm like, I'm quitting today. I just can't. I can't do this anymore. I have have, uh, $15,000 in the bank, and I've been saving up, because at one point I knew this was going to happen. And so if all of this just goes straight down the crapper, we've got like four months, five months in savings, I'll be okay. I'm just going to try this. What was under your belt at that point? Like, what, what props had you made that had gotten notoriety? Uh, that was actually right after one of my biggest uh, client pieces of the time, or my, my uh, gaming projects. So that was when I did uh, the 12 rifles for BioWare. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So I had done um, four of them for a, con- for a contest uh, for GameStop. I did two of them for their office in Edmonton, and I did four more for a video shoot in Prague. Um, and, and that after, was the TV commercial? Yeah, the TV, TV commercial. So I did all that, and then I had this you know, check for all those guys sitting around. Um, so I had that under my belt. I had my projects for Valve under my belt, and I had my projects for Bethesda under my belt. So I felt like, hey, I've got three good industry contacts. I can probably still continue to get work. Uh, and so far, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I like in no way do I believe that's permanent. At, at every point in time in this entire fiasco, I, I fully expect tomorrow and for the rest of my life, I will never get an email again, and no one will like. It's all just gonna fall out from under me. Right. Constant crippling fear. Have you figured yeah. out which kidney you don't need? I've yeah. only got the one. <laughs> that drill press accident. That's was how you bad. got that fifteen thousand. Yeah. Uh, so what are the what are the pros and cons? I mean, I know you guys talk about well, this crippling a lot, fear is one of them, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah that's it motivates you. One know, kidney, my fingers on fire. Right. Yeah. 
Like, what are what are the actual like functional business pros and cons that you found from running your own prop company? I I've had uh, chances to work elsewhere doing similar to what I do, but I put a lot of value into being my own boss, setting my own hours, yeah. working where I want when I want, which is all day every day in my house. But um, there are options. There's flexibility, and if I want to change what I'm doing as far as what projects I pick to do and all that, I can change that tomorrow if I want. Um, which I do because I still haven't figured out how, how it works. So I just change every week until uh, until that happy day comes when I'm like, I figured this out. I, I find that there's a lot of personal uh, fulfillment and, and personal investment when there's a project that you are taking on entirely and that you have selected to do. So whereas if you're you know kind of in an office job and somebody you know hands you something down the line and they're like do this thing even let's say if I was working at Weta for instance an amazing prop shop or you know Stan Winston or some such and they said we need you to make this gun if I didn't like that design I'd still be building props but I wouldn't have quite as much investment in it because it wasn't something I wanted to do myself right. it's also a reason I'm not really keen on 3D printing um, because I feel like that's just me cleaning up what a robot already did I really like doing everything from scratch because I feel more invested and I feel more motivated because I've created this. From nothing yeah so there's that's a huge pro for me I'm always interested in what I'm doing and even if it's something that I'm, I've been working on for 14 hours a day you know for two weeks straight it's still something I chose to do and and at the end of it I'll be happier because of it because I know that it's something I really wanted to create yeah would you recommend it I mean you already have once God no <laughs> <laughs> no I, I actually uh, I had a panel um, where did I Oh, it was with you. We were yeah. doing that. We were doing your your prop cast thing. Right, right. And I, I stand by this. I think that in order to do this as a full time job, you need to have a level of work ethic that most people would consider to be manic and unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and I believe that with any sort of artistic full time career, yeah. because I know a lot of artists, and I know a lot of artists really like their free time, because I think what we do, right. Um, when you're a full-time artist, when you're doing this kind of thing, you don't see it as work necessarily, right? It's a thing you enjoy doing, so it's it's uh, parallel to leisure. It might not always be leisure, but it's similar, right? So when you're working and it's something you don't want to do, it's really easy for you to find a different leisure activity to take its place. So a lot of people end up spending all of their time with other leisure activities. They go, well, I really need to paint this axe or do this armor or, or sand this helmet. And the sanding and the painting and the, you know, the, the tedious stuff falls behind. You go, I'm just going to play a video game. And it's really easy to slip into that. Yeah. Um, I, I um, <clears throat> for, um, my brain just died. <laughs> it was Great really hot Thanks, out in Bill. the parade today. Uh, when I decided, when I figured out it was worth that, it was the right thing for me to do for a living, and and also too, like even if you may be really, really, really good at something, and some of the some of the people we know who are prop and costume makers who are who are better than us, at yeah, it, don't do it for a living. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Is Eric German here? Yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, right? There. Yeah. Because yeah yeah, see, yeah look because at that. if that guy goes pro then we're all we're screwed. screwed. <laughs> but that's see that's fine. Which is now, why we're both trying to hire him. Yeah yeah. <laughs> so but anyway uh, you don't have to do it for a living but for me it, it wasn't even a choice when I quit my job people are like that must have been a hard decision I was like not really I was like Brit my, my wife Brit I'm gonna do this now okay and she was like you should have done it six months ago I, yeah I, I got like, the oh, same okay, thing cool. Um, but for me, it was uh, I was working at my day job. At, I worked at night, and during the day, uh, my wife was working at, at the day. So I didn't see her or any other human being all day, every day. Anyway, and 
for eight hours every day, I was building props, and then I went to my job where I did that, and my brain was like, you know, if you didn't go to that job every day, you would have eight more hours to work on building stuff. And I was like, let's do that. <laughs> and so I did, and I didn't. I spent 16 hours a day prop making. I didn't spend eight hours prop making and eight hours playing video games. And that for me, the video games was my, my massive addiction. World of Warcraft, like for five years. Um, and I stopped doing that. And I, I was in the basement building crap all day, every day. And that's when I knew that I could do it all day, every day. There's a, there's a really good quote that Adam Savage uh, uh, talks about whenever he does his Maker Faire stuff. And um, he says, you, you need to find the thing that you can't not do, right? So for me, when I get up in the morning, even if I have a free day, a day off, I, it's... I don't know how to not go to my shop. I, I, when all of the possibilities are laid out in front of me, I want to be in my shop and I want to be working. You know, even if there's even if Destiny launched that day, I'd yeah. probably go maybe 40 minutes and then I'll go to the shop. Yeah. Like, it's, it's but mostly just to collect reference images. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't I can't not build things, and so for me, it's really easy to put in 14 hours a day. I'm not really easy, but it's it's more natural to do that. Yeah. I, um, I remember when uh, when. Harrison recently went to E3 and he was kind of like relaying information to all of us and uh, I sent him a text message that was like, you'd rather be in your shop right now, wouldn't you? He was like, absolutely. That's, <laughs> I, right, last weekend, my friend had his bachelor party, which was really inconvenient because I had a lot of work to get done <laughs> and, before oh, Dragon And I've never been sitting in a strip club going, I really wish I was in the shop right now. <laughs> So func- functionally, like Bill, you you you've always been I, uh, more outwardly starry-eyed and optimistic about prop yeah. making. I'm a I would say I would call myself a rational optimist. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I just read a book called Rational Optimist. So. Well, that's so that now I'm that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like yesterday we were talking about it, and uh, it, it popped in my mind to make the comparison that if if in the world of cosplay, in Susian terms. You're yeah. the cat in the hat. Okay. You're the Grinch. Yeah, that's, that's fairly true. accurate. Mainly in terms of how you interact with your com- with the community of right. prop makers. I, okay, I like to think I like to think that I uh, restrain my personality yeah. a lot yeah. <laughs> in is, the social media world. It is a special treat to be Harrison's personal friend on Facebook and also follow Vulpin it's, Props. Yeah, it yeah. is Vulpin Props is magical. professional and like it's like. Here's a thing that I did today, and it was a very difficult project. And I'll write under it, Harrison will be like, "Look at what this dipshit sent me." <laughs> Glad we got that on record. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> now everyone knows. Yep. Okay. They, everybody complains about their job. Yeah. Oh yeah. And since my clients are everyone on the internet, who <laughs> would effectively be my bosses. Right. I don't complain to my boss. I've only ever seen you complain about the ones that are like, I've got $12 and a week until uh, like a party I gotta go to. What can I get for that? She can get <laughs> fucked. <No. laughs> I, and even, uh, funny though, is even though I'm very op- outwardly optimistic, like everyone just gets frustrated with everything anyway, especially when you do get inundated with just myriads of soul-crushing, desperate emails from people wanting stuff. Um, for a long time, I was in the shop by myself every day, uh, in which I talked, I called Harrison, I was like, don't you ever just get, like, cabin fever or just starved for human attention? And he's like, 
course no. not. I got so much work done. There's so much, there's no one here to bother me. I was like, you are a robot. I really wish I was. Yeah, that's true. I need a dog. You need you need a shop corgi. So anyway, every day my wife would get home from work and I would vent to her. And after a while, she's like, you have to stop doing that. I was like, oh. Yeah, this isn't healthy, is it? <laughs> I was just using her as like a, a sounding board, a yeah, sounding board for my frustration. And now I have a shopmate, Will. So the two of us, like, like for l- over lunch, basically, we're like, "How about this guy on the internet or whatever?" Oh we, yeah, we actually, a little bit. I moved in with uh, Catherine Jones from God yeah. Save the Queen Fashions. We we share a workshop now, and and we both got a huge space to work in. It's fantastic. Um, and having Kathy to kind of. You know, when I get a bad email and I'm, I'm like, look at this bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's really nice to have that because yeah. there's somebody else I can, you know, when yeah. I come home, I don't have to go, all right, here's the list of things that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I, the flip side I of do that, keep a list. The, the flip side of that, though, is I'm like a kid who came home from school with the thing to put on the fridge because I'm like, Britt, look what I made. Okay, okay. I, I got a question. How critical is Britt when you bring something in and you're like, what do you think of this? It, will she just flat out go, No. <laughs> no, Britt is definitely the. She's you. The happy she's mom. your. Yeah, yeah okay. that's wonderful. Honey. She's, she's another... also like our cats aren't that fat. They're just the healthy eaters. And... <laughs> Brittany, Brittany is supportive and positive in every way. Good. I, then I your wife is it. also the mirror, mirror yeah. of my wife. <laughs> No, I bring something in, and I, I finish the painting and the weathering, and I'm like, well, babe, I just, this is, what do you think? She goes, uh. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, what? She goes, uh, you know you can do better than that. Just, that's, it's, no. <laughs> but so, you, you do sometimes, right? Oh, every time, like yeah. every time she, she critiques and she says, no, dude, she knows when I just want to go to bed yeah. and when I walk in I'm like what do you think she's like you can put another hour into that and it'll be better and she's yeah. always right yeah. um, but she's very blunt about it oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do and I have when I'm looking for serious <clears throat> critical review of the stuff I'm building like I have a hand like, there's plenty of people on. you can ask the internet and you're not going to get anything good back no. I have a handful of people who I trust to send stuff to who I know will give me good feedback people like my friend Dave who's um, a modeler for Bungie uh, been making space guns for Destiny for the last five years, so he's got a really good eye. I'll send him. I sent him um, one of my Mass Effect guns, and he was like, "What? What do you want? You want the you want the whole rundown?" I was like, "Yeah, go for it." And he's like, "All right, give me a little bit." <laughs> and he just sent me a laundry list of things to change, and I was like, "You're totally right. You're very good at this." But everyone else, when they were like, "Hey, I have some ideas about the thing you made," I'm like, "That's great." Send him to an email, or put him in an email. Send him to me, and I will delete it instantly. <laughs> and then I'll go ask my friends for critique. So, Bill, you do a lot of videos about about more aspirational, like for the community. Like, here's yeah. what cosplay could be. Like, if if you could summarize that here, what do you what do you think cosplay and prop making as a as a community is now, and what would you like to see it become? Um. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. The the. The uh, podcast. You're a mean one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, So this is where I, this is where I'm uh, such an uh, reasons why I'm 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 optimistic is that I'm part of a, a really great uh, podcasting community called the Frog Pants Network. And see, it's yeah. your fault. I'm not optimistic. Yeah, it's all the podcast. Yeah, he's in a good podcast. Right. I'm surrounded by jerks. Well. So that's a community of creative people who make stuff on the internet, and it <laughs> and it's a, a super supportive and positive, wonderful place that I've personally had a lot of experience 
being fun and and, and I <laughs> I know it's really optimistic of me, but I want the same thing for the cosplay community to be to support one another to help out. And at some point, I started most of my videos just I made a thing. Here's how I made it. <laughs> and then I did a video where I'm like, Hey guys, let's all talk about this feelings and stuff. And that one got way more views or anything than the stuff I made. And I was like, Oh wow. And I'm like, Does this mean I have, oh, I have responsibility now? <laughs> all right. Okay. I was like, Oh, I just became a role model. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And people come up to like more people come up and talk to me about like the videos I did. Like, hey, thanks for for supporting and helping out. And I was like, did you make anything? They're like, oh no, no, no. I just like the videos you do when you sit on your stairs and talk at a camera for a while. I was like, okay, I guess I'll keep doing those then. Have you guys seen those videos? Anybody here watch those videos? Yeah. We can make twenty robins. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Now. I mean, but it's and the, the great thing about it is it's just me out there talking, and I don't have to I don't have to write a script or. Film me making anything, which is a huge pain in the ass. Uh, but I've, I've seen the impact, and um, I'm energized by that, so I keep doing it. And Harrison, you're not you're not interested in that at all. I don't want to be a personality. Yeah, yeah. I, I like good because you're not. <laughs> <laughs> he is just not one that he wants. <laughs> It is not a coincidence that your latest project is being invisible. <laughs> uh, we, we, and we had a chat about this, too. Um, uh, I was talking about how I really want to be uh, more of a, a presence, more of a... Um, what was the word? Personality. Personality, more content-driven, yeah. more of a content guy. And Harrison is very much the craftsman type guy, I, artisan. I don't, I want my work to be known, yeah. and if people know my name as a byproduct of that, that's great, yeah. but I'm more interested in people recognizing the work, the process that goes into it, people learning from how I build things. Mm -hmm. Not my personal opinion on whether or not a certain reality TV show was good or bad. Yeah. That doesn't really have an impact on how good my props are, and I, I don't see, like, I, I there's no need for me to weigh in on that. Also, Be video editing's hard. Well, <laughs> I, I can edit. Okay. It just takes forever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, when you become a personality, when you come, become, and I'm, and I'm not trying to, to say negative things here That's about fine. your process and, and, and the, what you're doing, but when you become a personality on that, people start expecting that from you. Right. And so once you did your couple of videos, people start saying, well, what's Bill's take on this? And what's Bill's take on this? Mm -hmm. And um, how do I put this? If I started talking or, or speaking the truth about how I feel about a lot of things in the cosplay community, I don't think many people would still follow my work. Because <laughs> you have a perspective that a yeah. lot of people can get behind. Yeah, 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 Some yeah. of my perspectives, it's probably only just me. Right. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I'll put, like, I did a video recently, basically, that was like, hey, everyone, let's just like be positive. Let's just... Be friendly and happy to one another. That's the one we're slowly undressing for the video, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is I'm like, how would it? It would be, it would be impossible for anyone to say, no, I don't, I don't like that message. That's a terrible message. But you know what? I got exactly that email. Really? <laughs> Someone emailed me and they're like, uh, you're, uh, that's, you're crazy. That's the world. There's, there's no such thing as positive or negative in the nature and all that. I was like, <laughs> so, so you got an email from Jay Nicoletta. Yeah. <laughs> I was, but I wasn't a very good friend of ours. That joke real well at this table. Yeah, it does. <laughs> friend of ours is just the world's hardest nihilist. So. Right. So, but that was the thing. I was like, I can wear that hat. I can make the video. 
and somebody will position, still be pissed. Even though that one guy was crazy, but it's a message that most people can get behind. Right. No, that's yeah. fair. I just, I would rather my work go out there yeah. and my opinions yeah. don't really matter. Yeah. That email you got was from Harrison. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, actually, he What's wants to make, name? He, if he had more free time, which won't happen, he wants no. to make videos that are the polar opposite of right. every video I do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit yeah. on some stairs yeah. near an airport. And uh, and whatever Bill does, I'm going to see the complete opposite of it and get a little fake That's goatee. Just your yeah. That is yeah, just yeah. your Twitter account. So yeah. Harrison's like burr, 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 and Bill's like sunshine. Happy <laughs> All right, I want to I want to make time for Q and A here. Time check. What's anybody got the time? It is 1:40. Perfect. All right, so we got 20 minutes. That's what I wanted for Q and A. Uh, but yeah. before we do that, I promised Josh you could tell a joke here. Uh, <laughs> wow, people actually moaned. So I'm gonna let Josh yeah. christen this Q and A segment uh, by telling this is, a bad joke. This is See a that guy. You just drove him out. <laughs> no, Josh. Not Josh. Okay. Um, so a guy in high school asks a girl to prom, and she says yes. So. Uh, <laughs> So no, wait for it. Go, wait, no, come on. Uh, so um, he has to now. He has to set up the whole date. He has to he has to get everything ready. So he goes to go and get uh, a limo, and there's just a very long line at the limo place. Uh, and he waits hours, but he gets it done, and he gets the perfect limo. Then he has to go rent his tux, and he goes to the to the tux place, and it, it takes forever, and there's a huge line. Uh, but he he gets the he gets the perfect tux that he looks great in. And then he goes to the flower shop. He has to get a corsage. But again, there's a huge, huge line. Uh, but he waits through it and he gets the perfect corsage. And then prom comes, the big day. He picks her up and everything's going great. And they're at the party. And uh, he asks the girl, "Would you like some punch?" And she's like, "Yeah, I like some punch." And he uh, he goes over to the refreshment table, and there's no punchline. <laughs> You broke Britney. Send all complaints uh, to Joshua Sibley, podcast at jumpkickpunch.com. That is the reaction I wanted. <laughs> all right, now we're going to open it up to Q&A. Uh, and I'm, I sent, I'm I, the one with no personality. <laughs> I sent that joke to Brandon via text message taking as long as possible with every message. And his first response after I sent him the last line was in all caps, Fuck you! <laughs> uh, Winner. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to switch on the mic, we'll we'll start the Q and A. And Eric, feel flip up with open that camera so we can get the different angle and start recording. Woo! <laughs> Have at it. How does it work? Aha! These can be questions for Bill and Harrison. These can be questions about Jump Kick Punch. These can be pretty much anything you guys want to ask. If you want to talk to the person, yes, Cody. Uh, we have a microphone. Walking up. <laughs> We're not walking to you. Hi, <laughs> Kai. Hi, Cody. Yay, Cody. A question for the entire panel. Yes. Obstensibly, also extending to Harrison, Bill, and possibly Eric. <laughs> uh, what's the thing you're most proud of overall? I have a lot of really cool friends. I'm proud of that. <laughs> Friendship is awesome, you guys. Harrison's, Harrison's like not friendship. I got a, I, I got a really big check from Microsoft recently. <laughs> <laughs> but I worked there for four years. Never got one of those. 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you mean so? Do you mean something we made or friendship? <laughs> you make friendships. Oh my god. <laughs> Eric, what about you? I. I can't even answer anymore. I'm just really glad that on the, the podcast leading up to this, the, the, we were sold as basically Oscar the Grouch and uh, whatever the happy one. Elmo? Every, Elmo. Everybody Elmo. else. Yeah. And I was like, I'm using it. Yeah. I'm just going to be yeah, yeah. Rainbow and Sunshine the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Eric, what's yeah. your, what is the Gundam that you put together that you're most proud of? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we only have you, 15 right, minutes. You have to pick a favorite child. Go. <laughs> My Sazabi's pretty sexy. Yeah? Did anybody know what that is? No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's more than I expected. <laughs> Josh? Uh, jump kick punch in this panel. Oh. Are we just going to throw up this entire just, thing? Uh, that joke I just told was the thing I'm most proud of. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm mirroring Josh's sentiment. Aside from marrying my wife, Heidi, it's going to be uh, this podcast and maintaining it for as long as I have. Because uh, I've never done anything like this. Before. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something I started just because I needed an excuse to hang out with my friends on a regular basis, and it turned into something that's actually a huge part of my life now. So... I mean, I moved for it. Yeah. <laughs> did you move just, here for just this? For this? <laughs> just pretend I did. Yeah, right. it's it's potentially flattering. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I started doing a live stream all about prop and costume Q and A. That was a weekly excuse to just get like pull friends in. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I was getting cabin fever in my shop. I was like, maybe if I did a show and he invited friends to be on it, they'll come talk to me for an hour. So I did that, and now I do it every week, and it's a good time. You know, you know there are telephones, right? But that's the thing. I can't get people on the phone. They're like, well, can we talk? I mean, my hands are tied up in this resin casting right. whatever thing. Can we just, just send me a text? Oh, okay, fine. I'm like, what if we schedule an hour on Thursday where you can actually come and we can To really chat? build our friendships. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so do you use, do you use like Bondo for that, or do you? Do you make friends out of Bondo? Yeah, or Bondo friends. Getting get into a robot eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Hey boys. Uh, Hi. Hi. I'm gonna move this. Hobbit this hunt. is probably more for Harrison and Bill, but whoever has a like a they run a business on their own. I was wondering how much time and how much energy do you put into the administrative side of your business? A lot more than I thought I would have to. As little as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something. That's something that in the last uh, I don't know six eight months I've been <coughs> putting a lot more effort into. Um, because the, I realized quickly when I started doing this for a living that if I stop building things, I stop making money. And I, and I haven't had a vacation since my honeymoon four years ago, so hey. At some point, I would love to <laughs> take a right. vacation, and I just can't, because as soon as I stop, I stop making money. So I start putting a lot more effort into the business and making the business a machine that generates income uh, so that I can take like three days off. <laughs> 
I'm going to try and count, yeah. Uh, oh, this is work. I've actually, mine, mine's kind of gone in stages, and recently when I moved into the new studio, that opened up a world of stuff that I had no idea about. So initially, business license, state tax prep, uh, you know, getting all my bank accounts sorted, uh, quarterly taxes, hiring an accountant, all of that stuff. That was my first few years. Um, setting up a website, um, making sure I had an automated store, uh, you know, doing customer service emails. I figured out a really good way to streamline a lot of my uh, my commission inquiry emails now. So what I don't means spend... is delete a lot of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Everybody, a, do you have a keyword algorithm or what? No, I just I just stop checking my email. Yeah. It's, it's really really convenient. <laughs> um, no, I, when any whenever anybody sends a commission request to my website, they get an automated reply that says, "Hey, I've got your request. I read everything I get. I'm very busy, and I may not be uh, able to reply to everybody who inquires. However, if I'm if uh, your project is something I can take on, uh, you'll hear back from me in about two or three days. So if somebody gets, if somebody sends me an email and it's a project I can take on, they'll get a response from me personally. If not, they'll get the automated one and they'll at least know that I read it. And I do read all of them, so there is that. Right. Um, but now I have uh, OSHA regulations, fire code, I have uh, state tax, I've got um, building permits, I have... Uh, How many rounds did your paint booth go through? It's not done yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the paint booth was a, a heck of a project, and I thought doing it, like building it myself would save money, and I, it has, um, but since it's not a, 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 a sort of off-the-shelf kit, I've had to have people come in and inspect it. I had to hire Sintest, which is a company that does fire suppression systems, come in and verify that it was properly wired, properly grounded, shielded my... Uh, um, my fire extinguishers were the proper size. They have to come in and check them every six months or I lose my business license. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. In and your basement, you can set anything on fire. Oh, yeah. Cares. Public yeah. space. If you want to make a paint booth in your house, plywood. Screw it. Yeah. All day long. I it's have, great. Put a fire extinguisher idea, next so. to it and you're good. Yeah. Honey, you know how we used to have a spare bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's, uh, mine's uh, 14-gauge galvanized steel. It weighs probably 1,200 pounds and costs more than my car. So, yeah, yeah good times. Mine's an exhibit shelf with a fan. <laughs> yep. I have the, what I call the Dexter kill room in my basement. <laughs> I work out of my basement. That's, and that's what happens when you're a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> so all that frustration has to go somewhere. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, I just got some, some plastic sheeting to make like a tarp cordon off one part of it. It's got a window with a, with a box fan in it. It works really well. Um, one of those glass Ikea shelves to show off all the severed heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, really you need that, the, what was it, the little dropper with all the slides of blood. Yeah. <laughs> just running um, across it. Yeah, but then on the, on the sheet, the plastic sheet, and I have a shop mate, Will, and we're 12, so we put penises on everything. <laughs> and he just took the nuclear option and drew a, a four-foot dong on the plastic sheet with a smiley face. And that's there Because it's optimistic forever. about the future of prop yeah. making. Yeah. And the future of dongs. He loves his wang friends. Yeah. Next Aww. question. Ready? So I have a five-part question on... Uh, no, 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 hold on. There are things that you just answered last week on your Facebook page. <laughs> no, but uh, really, in terms of uh, notoriety, how important is documentation? Because obviously taking a picture of the finished product, uh, but in terms of like tutorials, uh, just the, the progress, how important is, is just the day-to-day, -day, the Facebook stuff, the videos? Do you think that led to the, uh, your success, or do you think that it's kind of a hand-in-hand -hand thing or it just sort of happened along the way? I think to get, especially to get the sort of notoriety that Harrison has, it's kind of vital. Because if you see a picture of a finished product, you're like, ooh, that's pretty, and then you move on. But if you've got that 
a novel to read, like one of his blog posts, that keeps people around. The, the retention mm-hmm. helps people people around. And then if they use something they learned from your website and their project, they'll remember that you helped them, even though you probably never actually talked to them. And if they write a blog post about it on their own, they'll say, hey, I learned this technique yeah. from this website. The other, it, it, it goes back to that sort of investment that you have in a project. When somebody hops in and say, I'm building a needler, and they see just the top casing, and I've got four months left in the project, they're going to come back later, potentially, yeah. and check out how that ends up. Or let's say you know, they'll subscribe to a Facebook feed or a Twitter feed or something, because they're like, I want to see what this guy eventually does with right. it. As so opposed to like a finished post on Reddit. Right. Like, thumbs up, next. Well, right. I mean, that's the thing, too, with your blog post, you actually get a lot more crawler exposure, too. Yeah. And you know, it stays in the history a lot mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Well, uh, a thing that, that helped your notoriety, Harrison, is that you were one of the first people that were doing video game props. Like, yeah, you I, got in at, I got in at this... Kind of like right at the the forefront of the wave, you know. Yeah. When I started in in oh seven oh eight, most of the RPF was doing you know Star Wars and Star Trek stuff, movie based things. There weren't a lot of people making video game props. So um, again, Eric Jarman's a lot better than both of us. Yeah. Uh, but way late to the game, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Too late. Sorry, man. I love how he shakes his head as he's wearing a flawless circlet that he made himself. <laughs> right. All right, we're gonna go to the next question. We're a little pressed for time now. All right. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Ricky. Uh, the story of you losing f- the feeling in your fingers actually mm-hmm. made me think of something. Since you guys went pro, has there been an inst- Do you have any stories of commissions you worked on that physically hurt you additionally? <laughs> I'm glad the question wasn't, do you have disability insurance? Because <laughs> the answer is no. Yes. <laughs> I do. You do? Yeah, i got to get on that. I, uh, that's another thing for my work, for my shop. I have to carry a quarter million dollars of insurance for anybody who gets injured in there. Yeah. That's rough. So if you come in and you get hurt, I will push you in the street and say, <laughs> I, I haven't hurt myself too bad recently, but I was finishing up stuff for Dragon Con and I nicked my finger on a belt sander. And instead of going, ah, I went, good, punch myself in the face. <laughs> You're fine without that insurance bill. You don't need yeah, that. That's fine. Which hurt way more than my finger. I was just, oh, black Wh- Whenever I'm in Harrison's hat, my hands are in my pockets the yeah. entire time. Yeah. And I walk as far away from things as possible. It's a good policy. I've, I've got two. I've never. I, I've, I've managed to skirt bad injuries uh, extensively, actually, which I'm very happy for. Um, I did light my hair on fire when I was working on the um, the uh, Jeep. When I was welding the Jeep, one of the little spark embers went boop right in the mohawk, and I just felt like, and then it was just smoke. I'm like patting my head down, and I, I had to go in, into the bathroom. But luckily, there's no bald spot or charring. Um, so I did light my hair on fire, uh, which is. Actually, the third time I've done that in my life. Uh, and uh, there, Dragon Con, this is uh, a funnier one, but Dragon Con, I think it was four years ago. Well, it's funny to me. Uh, I was working on a set of armor for Catherine Jones. She has a Claire from um, Claymore. And I was doing all of these, these pieces, all vacuum-formed. And she has uh, greaves that go around her calves. And in order to get the edge flush on that, I take them, and I've got a, a, a stop block on my bandsaw, and I just rip the whole side of it down on the bandsaw. And it was ooh, three in the morning, you know, it's a couple weeks out from Dragon Con, but that, those are the kind of hours I keep. And I'm holding the piece like this, and I went Vroom! straight across. And the way I was holding it with my fingers like this, it actually just shaved the fingernail off the, like, it went this way across my middle finger and just took the fingernail straight off, <laughs> but just the nail. And I just went Vroom! and it was gone, and it was just blood under there. And I went, going to bed, going to bed. <laughs> not, not working anymore. I should not be out here. Yeah. All right, next question. 
Hi, so this is mostly for Harrison and Bill. Um, I've been following you guys for a really long time, and you've been really inspirational, and part of the reason why I got into visual effects for film, and so I do a lot of digital stuff, but this year is the first time that I've actually tried to make a prop, like with legitimate things, and I actually made the rifle from Nausicaa because yeah. of oh, nice. your wow. blog post. Hooray. Your blog post saved me. Yay. I mean, I did some things differently, but I just want to let you guys know that like those blog posts help a lot, and your progress, your progress, all the prop makers, I follow everybody, I want to know the write-ups. Now I understand like how Bondo works, how yeah. Cintra <laughs> works, how Styrene works, the difference between the materials. You're and qualified that, to work in an auto body shop now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I go to Home Depot, and they're like, what's Bondo? And I'm like, how come I know what it is? And you don't. But um, my question really is, um, in visual effects, there's a difference between working in a studio and working freelance, and that's kind of where you work at home, and now you're in a studio. Do you find that's a really big difference between like separating home and work or kind of being at home and working? I really want to move into a shop soon, mostly because the basement's very short, and it's not a problem for me, but my shopmate and my wife are really tall people. Uh, but also, I want a bigger separation between work life and home life mostly because i want a home life and i don't have one right now it's just wake up shop time all day it was a difficult transition for me at first because i you know we uh i think you know we bought some furniture from ikea or you know i had some stupid little thing to do and it's like there was a piece of hardware left out or i had to build a little wedge thing for a hinge now you know this was a week after i moved everything to my studio and i didn't even have a toolbox at the house i went oh I'll just go out to the bands oh <laughs> and then literally my first thought was just buy another bandsaw <laughs> well we need a house bandsaw yeah right um but uh, having that separation has been really good for me because I don't, you know, the house doesn't smell like laser cutting fumes, and I don't have molds curing on the dining room table. And that's the best uh, you know, place for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when, <laughs> in particularly bad humid times in Atlanta, I would paint things in the garage with the door open yeah. and then hang them from the shower curtain so that they would be in a cooler, less humid space for the paint to cure mm, faster. It doesn't work like that. No, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, ha not, not having to like worry about knocking silicon onto the floor or something is really, really nice. And has uh, it helped your work ethic mostly, too? Or is uh, it about the same? I don't see a lot of change. Uh, the only difference is I have to wear pants when I go <laughs> to the shop. <laughs> well, I mean, you probably have to wear shops on the way there. Right. So you can take them off. Once, I, go, once yeah. I get to my side, I lock the door, and yeah. Kathy can't come in anymore. <laughs> Um, but, it, you know, there's less distractions. Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty good at staying away from that in the first place. Um, but, you know, it's having a, it's only a four-mile commute, but having that kind of commute is nice. And it's, I keep weird hours, so I never fight with traffic. Uh, I prefer it, despite the headache and the ex extra cost and all that sort of stuff. It's definitely worthwhile. All right, thank you. Last question. You could probably also feel better about having people there instead of inviting people over to your house. Yeah, having clients over is really yeah. nice because it's like, here is my studio. Yeah, and not you, my creepy murder And room. I don't have to... <laughs> with a giant oh. dick on it. Yeah. <laughs> with, oh. with a giant penis on it. Well, yeah. Harrison, why don't you have a giant dick on your on the wall of I'm your I'm glad shop. you continued that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Go ahead with your question. Oh. Hey guys, a long time listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. I have a uh, question for the jump kick punch guys. Yeah. Not just prop stuff. Yeah. Um, couldn't think of any good would you rather's, but I do have a interesting thing I'd like to hear about. Um, if jump kick punch was a cliched horror film, who would die and 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 how? 
I'm thinking Ooh. Tom's probably going to be the only one that survives, but yeah, yeah, sure. Tom, 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 Tom makes survives. it out. Yeah, but by the end, he's a different person. Yeah. <laughs> now there's that one movie with the rednecks in the uh, woods where the people run it and then pale themselves onto things. First thirty seconds. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would, thirty seconds. I would probably be the guy who's way too optimistic about his like zombie-proof truck and just like we got this guy's just drive into a pile of zombies and instantly be killed. Why do you need the warthog? Yeah. yeah, that's why we need the warthog. It's one of many reasons why you Mondo need the warthog. Mondo doesn't, you know. Yeah. yeah I don't know, Josh, what do you Guys, look what um, I made. I would uh, die ironically. <laughs> uh, I would die immediately going after the... There's no way they can do anything to us. And then uh, I would basically be the guy in Shaun of the Dead that gets pulled through the like the asshole guy that gets pulled through the front of the pub like yeah. right after saying an ironic thing. That I know you are, but what am I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no punchline. <laughs> It'd be right after that joke. Yep. Yep. Then the audience cheers. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. You, I think you, uh, Harrison. I think you would you would be like die heroically. Like you would you would set up with like all you would get all the, you would like build it would all be cowardly. Cowardly. not for it would I, would, I, would, I would die heroically saving my pile of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm what not for us. Bill into the he would push Bill in front of a truck and then laugh and run away. It would be purely to like test out how the things you built actually kill zombies. Like yeah, it works I'd well some, or not. I'd have some sort of robotic gun right yeah. next to me and a, a, a ton of ammo and I die just emptying bullets into things yes overrun is how I'd like to go out yeah, yeah. and go. Brandon uh, you're second to last it's you and Tom at the end <laughs> Brandon dies by uh, everything's finished and they're driving towards the sunset and Brandon trips and falls and breaks his head on something <laughs> which is the real enemy here <laughs> Workplace safety. <laughs> Turns out it's man. <laughs> Just one long OSHA film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we should make that movie. <laughs> uh, how Feels we doing? Good uh, we're, we're, over, we're, yeah. we're over on time. How we doing on time? Time. Okay. Uh, one last thing we want to do. Very last thing we want to do. Um, uh, I have. Uh, I owe you guys something. Um, uh, a year ago, when they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I, I we talked about it on the podcast. And I swore there's no way they're going to put Rocket Raccoon in that movie. There's no way Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man is going to be in the same cinematic universe as a literal talking raccoon. And then a week later, I was totally wrong. I was the <laughs> wrongest I've ever been about anything. Uh, and I bet every every listener that I would do a backflip. Uh, I would do a backflip if Rocket Raccoon was in the movie. And sure enough, uh, I've owed you guys this for about a year, so I'm going to pay up now. Uh, I'm going to do a backflip. <laughs> Have you been practicing? I, I hope he's been practicing. Yeah, remember we just talked about What? Dead. Okay. Jump kick, punch, rocket, raccoon, backflip. Get those cameras ready. Oh my god. Backflip! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Also, also, please. If you